This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It is now April 28th. What time do we have here? 12.29 a.m. All right, so the 27th we arrived. Yachtly crew arrived in Pennsylvania. We were in Philadelphia, actually. In the town of Philadelphia. In the town of Philadelphia. It's a very, very artistic town. These streets, man, I took a whole bunch of photos of this awesome street art that was down this alley. I remember we first drove past this alley and it just so happened to be right near the place where everybody wanted to go eat. And, uh, this alley, I just kept looking at it going, man, this has such production value. And then Keen, our lighting technician, he says, what do you mean production value? And I said, well, like for shooting movies, for shooting experimental films. And um, the place those guys went to is a Philly cheesesteak place, uh, but it was cash only. So I said, well, I'm going to go over here and eat at this Mexican, Mexican food place. So while I was over there, um, on a before, before, I think, I think before I went over there? No. Okay, okay, I got you. Here we go. I just need to get this straight in my own mind. You know, I need you to take you on the journey with me. By the way, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Yachtly Crew is the band I'm talking about. Yacht Rock, inter, uh, the, the, the Interdimensions favorite Yacht Rock band. <laughs> we, you know, Having said that, we are the the world's most humble yacht rock band. You will not meet another humble. Nobody is more humble than Yachtly Crew. Nobody. We beat the competition on humility. All right? We, we smash it on humility. We are the utmost humble humble Yacht Rock Band that's better than all the competition combined. Better than all the competition combined. And our in our little pinky fingers in the in the tiny minuscule uh, what do they call them? Planks. Way beyond the subatomic particles. Right there in the planks. We I, are by far in one of our tiniest subatomic planks more humble in that tiny plank than an entire nation of, of, of other Yacht Rock bands who are trying to be more humble than us. We beat them all every time, 100% of the time. <laughs> so I'm out here with these guys, and uh, during the day, they went to this uh, Johnny Steak house, I think it was. Yeah, Philly Cheese Steak. While they were there, I went to this Mexican food place. I had three tacos. I got to talking with the guys behind the counter and everything. And uh, it was funny. This guy came walking in. They yelled his name. And I go, oh, wow, this is great. It's like cheers. You know, everybody knows your name. Do you go in here a lot? And I talked to him. He's like, oh, yeah. And uh, I said, wow, that's great. Everybody knows your name. And uh, so I ordered, I ordered these tacos. I ordered a root beer. I haven't had a root beer in a long time. By the way, if you've never had it, I suggest it's called the Black Cow. We grew up calling it the black cow i didn't find out till later it's called the root beer float so you've got to try ice cream with root beer Ooh, it is dynamite out of sight so f- for for this story i only I, I had root beer in a can i was eating these tacos and i was 
before I ate tacos, I talked to the guy behind the counter, and I, and I was telling him about Yali Crew. We're coming out. We're in Philadelphia. We're going to be playing, uh, I think, Ardmore Stadium or something. Um, and then, I, and he's like, oh, do you guys have original music, too? And I go, actually, we do. We got a new song. It's called Sex on the Beach by Yali Crew. We got on iTunes, Spotify. He goes, hey, I'll play it for you while you eat. You can, you can eat your food to your own song. And I said, that is fantastic. So, so that's, so he did that for me. Actually, I should probably post this. Wow. Um, wow. That was so cool that he put that song up there. That was great. And, uh, there were a couple of ladies who went in there who were, who were getting tacos and they, they were subdued to the, to the, uh, Sex on the Beach song. Dude, I just imagine these guys continually playing it. Oh, man. Now that they know about it, they'll, they'll start going, oh, what is this all about? Oh, my gosh. I airdropped. There's a picture of the new Sex on the Beach uh, single. And the uh, so the, so it's a, it looks like a subway poster on a subway. And it's our, and it's the, it's like the poster, like in the, you know, in like the little holder, Sex on the Beach. And so when I was on the subway to go hang out with Darla Day, um, by the way, I will release that uh, interview. I, I got one, oh my gosh, she just very dynamic, very dynamic entity. Uh, I hung out with Darla Day, and uh, I w- I'm going to release that, uh, that those interviews and that time we hung out together because that's, that's, that's magical in its own right. Lots of synchronicities flowed, lots of just experimental, just video, just, okay, let's do it, let's do it. So on the way to go see her, I was, I had airdrop on, I was airdropping this, and and I tell you, out of like 40 people, probably five, six, seven, maybe, you know, just took it, you know, where they, they, you know, yeah, lots declined it or it it failed or whatever, but that there are those who, who downloaded it and they liked it. And it was, uh, it was the poster that was on a subway. That's what the J, that's what the JPEG looks like, and so I thought, wow, wouldn't it be funny if I send this to them? And it looks like I took a picture of it on the wall, and so they'll be thinking it's right there on the subway. So it subliminally implants this thing in their brain. So that now, when they're on the car on the train cars, they'll be looking for that. Which now that I think about that, I think what I'll have to do is figure out how to get the dimensions. I'll go on there with the tape measure next time, get the dimensions of where they put those posters go in there, maybe get myself one of those yellow vests. I think I talked about this already. One of those reflective yellow vests, maybe like a hat, something special makes it look like I'm, I'm, I'm official. And I put the Sex on the Beach poster right there into the subway. And I get someone to record me doing it. I'll have Darla record me doing it. Oh my gosh. <coughs> this would be fun. This would be fun. Wow. So yeah, so I was airdropping the whole time at the airport. Uh, to, before coming out to Pennsylvania, I would say there are at least 25, at least 25 people, because I was doing it all over the airport. I was doing it, that same picture, all over the airport um, while getting on the plane. I mean, oh my God, it's like, here, fishy, fishy, let me just throw my, throw the line out, throw out the bait. I'm just throwing out, throwing it, here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity. You know, feeding the ducks, here you go. You can eat the bread, you don't have to birdseed here you can have the birdseed you don't have to 
something delicious, something nutritious, you'll enjoy it. And it's great because those who bite, those who go, yum, 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 now they were curious. <coughs> those are the kinds of people I want to have at the shows. People who are curious about what's going on. The people who are going to see beyond the surface. The people who are going to really, you know, really dive deep into the show. The show is layered. It's a, it's an interesting layered thing because there's dancing there's all kinds of stuff going on stage at all times it's just a uh, an ener- energetic powerhouse <laughs> I mean it's like you wind us up and off it goes it's like we're one of those like jack in boxes but like oh I'm getting the image of like the music box the music box where you, you spin it it's like and it goes around like a merry-go-round that's kind of like what it's like <clears throat> so I was air dropping it like crazy I was air dropping it like crazy going to the airport oh my god and uh, on the plane everybody's sitting there they're stuck with you they see us coming through and, and they see and I'm behind all of our guys as they're going on I'm walking behind them so they already saw some of the guys wearing Yali Crew shirts and stuff and hats and everything. So when I drop this airdrop, they're going, oh, what's that all about? So they're putting question marks in their brains. Wow. Question marks in their brains. So, wow, so yeah, it was just so much fun um, hanging out. So, that, so I, okay, so I, so while they went off to the, so <laughs> they ended up going off to the Liberty Belt. I went back to the, to the van where Chris happened to be hanging out at the land yacht. And I said, I'm going to run around and get some footage. And I just, we just so happened to be parked next to that uh, alleyway after we flew out here. Um, and by the way, after getting off the plane too, I was, I was airdropping too. Oh, so much fun. So, um, and I made these, I made these, uh, I made these trading cards. All right. I made trading cards there. They are air. I, I invented this, the airdrop trading card, collect it, collect them all. And there's one card of each of us in our superhero costumes, so to speak. And, um, oh my gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to send these off to my friends. I'm going to ask them to airdrop too, wherever they're at. Oh my God, this would be crazy. This would be crazy. Whoa, dude. Wow, wow, the gears are turning, blipping and blooping. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I'm just gonna have to give all the cards to all the guys, but I, but they gotta make it. They gotta, gotta just say that I just we gotta make a vow that they are not gonna share them. They are not going to put them on social media. Do not put them on social media. That defeats the purpose. We'll just tell them check your airdrops. Wow. Wow. So cool. And they don't know how many there are. I can make I can make one of uh, Taylor. I can make one of Kyle Collada. Oh, Admiral T. Kyle Collada, Starbird, Keon, 
Dusty, Robin, Chris, Eric, you know, people will be like, what are the other ones to collect? How many are there? Because I'm I'm not putting numbers on there. You know, one of 25, or maybe I just put some arbitrary number on there. Ooh, that would be great. The next page I do, it'll be like, you know, collect all 25. (laughs) Collect all 25. Wow, that's fun. That is fun. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Then maybe I put out a, a thing of like, who wants to be a card? Who wants to be one of the collectibles? You know? fun that would be fun so I ran around these alleys I took a lot of photos I put them up on the Instagram page Inspirato Projecto so if you're on Inspirato Projecto I'm just reminiscing here thank you for reminiscing with me on Inspirato Projecto ran around through these alleys whoa took lots of photos uploaded them I made a video on TikTok that's on the Inspirato Projecto TikTok I also uploaded it to the story on Instagram um, which is fun because my Instagram friends end up finding me on TikTok because they because you can see the little watermark on it. That's one of the good things about putting your TikTok in uh, in, uh, uh your TikToks on it, uh, your stories on Instagram because if you have friends who also have TikTok, they find you, and uh, it's got the watermark. And I know programs that you can use to download TikTok with, and it takes away the watermark. So you can, if you want to learn more, email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Also, um, if you like to airdrop, email me at inspiratoprojecto.com. All right, because, because then, and if you promise, and you solemnly swear that you will not promise, you promise, <clears throat> you promise that you will not share this on any social media, I will send you one of the digital cards and um, you and you can airdrop it while you're out there <coughs> that's weird I feel like I'm <clears throat> I feel like a <clears throat> um So, yeah, I will send one to you. If you like to airdrop, you know, and and um, what I would suggest is change your names, your phone's name. This is what I do. I change my phone name to Yachtly Crew. You could, for those times when you airdrop the Yachtly Crew card, um, you know what? I'll tell you what. Tell, okay, I'll tell you what. If you want to airdrop, this is what we'll do. We'll do a multi-step process. If you want to airdrop, choose choose whichever card you want. Um, there are there well, for, as far as you know, there are seven of us. All right, seven of us. So pick one of the seven Yachtly crew guys. Um. 
or you can just go random and I'll send you one of my choosing. I'm gonna go eeny, meeny, miny, mo, the fairway. Catch a tiger by his toe, you know, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, if he hollers, let him go. E I E I O. I will send you one. Uh, and you, when you airdrop it, what I'd love for you to do, this is this is what will quote earn you another card. Send me three different screenshots of you screenshotting that card all right through just three instances where i see you bam 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 you've highlighted all the people on there you're you've sent the you've airdropped the card and by the way you got to turn on the bluetooth i think the, the wireless and your cell cellular turn it all on and then just it shows you shows you in a radius like 20 30 foot radius where are these people and you just pick each one pick each one, each one. i just choose as many as possible and go and i go send like bubbles oh my gosh that's great so if you take three screenshots email me three screenshots all at once no no let's be fair let's do it like the fibonacci sequence let's do this we're changing gears Send me one screenshot. And Scout's Honor, you gotta promise it's the it's 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 that it's the the Yali Crew guy, alright? Trading card. You Scout's Honor, you gotta it's it's gotta be that one. Um and you're airdropping it. Take a screenshot of of you doing that. Email it to Inspirato Projecto, and then guess what? Email that along with the name of the next Yachtly Crew member that you would like in your trading card collection that you're going to be airdropping. So this way, um, see, this way I know that you're going to be airdropping them. Then for the second one, you have to send me two screenshots, completely different locations, or at least a whole bunch of different names. So I know, no cheating. Scout's Honor, you are not allowed to use friend screenshots of stuff or whatever. You're always screenshot, but two of them, All right? So just like the Fibonacci sequence, one, two, guess what we're going to go to next? Three, that's right. <laughs> um. So this you send me two screenshots that's that's where you get the second card <laughs> and uh, i'll tell you what how's about how's about this the next one after three you'll have to send me five screenshots not one at a time all at once but you got to save them up you know of you sending those so let's see we just keep going like this until you collect them all now you don't have to send me any screenshots at all does that sound fair sounds like a fun project to me so email me inspiratoprojecto gmail.com if you would like to take on that kind of fun because because you know what if you're in europe you know you're over there and 
Czechoslovakia. You're over there in Florida. You're listening to me in Iceland. You're listening to me in Switzerland. You're listening to me in the Baltics. I would get such a kick out of knowing that you were airdropping yachtly crew in all of those countries. Just imagine. So we can start the fire. We can start the fire. We just airdrop yachtly crew trading cards. <laughs> we, we can start the fire. We can send them on and on and on. Stony Shores, Polly Shores, Tommy Bowie, Baba Bowie, Philly Ocean, Sailor Hawkins, Matthew McDonald, Baba Bowie, Stony Shores, <laughs> Polly Shores, Philly Ocean, Sailor Hawkins, Baba Bowie, Matthew McDonald. We can start the fire. We can get it burning. Oh, you will get it turning. <laughs> We'll get the fire started And we'll send them on and on and on Airdropping Yachtly crew trading cards On the bus, on the subway, or walking down the street While you're at the dinner table in the restaurant Standing in the bathroom or standing in line At your favorite restaurant or at the airport Or while you're at a KISS concert You can airdrop those Yachtly crew trading cards Everyone will love it, I promise you (laughs) We can start the fire We can do it, yeah I know you can do it That's the power of love, baby the power right there. So, yeah, I, I, I uh, made TikTok video, and and this is interesting. This is very, 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 very interesting. I'm gonna give you this little synchronicity here. Um. Okay. Okay. First of all, do you know on TikTok how, if there's a sound in a video, if you click on the sound, it'll take you to the original video the very original video. If you go to TikTok right now and you look up my my video of me walking down the street and you hear like and, and it's the murals, look at the original video of that and it looks like a Rube Goldberg machine of these of these like like marbles like shoot it firing out of cannons and go and they're bouncing off of strings. Bing 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 and then you see it, it's really cool. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, then out come drums and cymbals, and it's like, whoa, it's insanity. So, okay, so when I first saw that, that was like three or four days ago, and I saved it. I saved that sound, because you could save the sounds on videos. So I saved that sound, I knew I wanted to use it. Sitting on there. Now, we get into the airport, we get into the, into the, oh, this is the city of brotherly love, by the way. From what I understand, from what I've heard. No wonder why I feel such a... I feel a closeness to this place. I feel a closeness closeness to this place. Very artistic here. Incredibly artistic. So... While we come out of the airport, and I took footage, footage of this too, and I blended it from footage from a different whole other Yachtly crew trip, and I'm, I'm going to cobble that together too. Um... There's a Rube Goldberg machine in the airport. And the, the, 
the ball, I mean, it was, there's like five, five or six of these, like the ball would go and around the thing, swirl down, and then it would go and it would wait at the bottom of this thing, but then this, this like almost like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a Ferris wheel, Ferris wheel would go around and it would go, pick it up and go to the top and go, and he would drop it off on this little slide to go and it would shoot it out of something it bounce off the and it would land in this bucket oh my god it was great it was a Rube Goldberg machine so how about that as a synchronicity now I decided to use that soundtrack that had first remind you know that I had first saved from that original video which then led to the Rube Goldberg machine at the airport so I decided to actually use that music as you know, the Rube Goldberg music, I felt it was only fitting for this artistic uh, portal, dare I say. A portal, this 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 alleyway. I mean, there's cobblestone streets. It is it, it is like artist alley. And it was funny because I, I I was talking about my buddy Alan Panicle, who I'm so proud of, in some earlier um, podcast. I was talking about how proud I am of Alan Panicle and how he, you know, would just start drawing and he would go to these conventions and started doing fan art and now he's selling his own art and now he's selling like these prints and all. oh man I'm so proud of the guy and he would sit in what was called Artist Alley and it was right there at these at these uh, you know comic book conventions any sort of conventions or whatever and Artist Alley so that's what this exactly was and there were eyeballs all over the place and mirrors now that I'm thinking about it now that I'm recalling this a lot of sculptures with mirrors oh my god I've been talking about room, uh, room rooms of mirrors for the longest time and I've been doing of course still the Bashar trans, Transforming Shifting Cube which I had not even done yet today so as I'm saying this out loud thank you thank you higher mind thank you thank you thank you now what's awesome too is that a lot of these things like for instance I just heard Keon tell me that his buddy uh, the lighting technician his buddy just made six hundred thousand dollars on an nft and this is something i've been thinking about is making these yali crew things into nfts so um yeah so that's something i'm looking forward to seeing seeing what that's all about i really would love to do that um god that would be great that'd be great that'd be great imagine if i could sell one of those nfts for six one for, ooh, wouldn't that be interesting? An interesting steal. If there'd be a way, hmm, I wonder if you could split it up like that, bargain like that. Like, okay, one for $600,000. Or all seven, or, you know, these seven are, you know, 800000 Wouldn't that be great? They're like, well, I'll get the $800,000. Uh, turning. I've got great vibes this time around with this with the tour. Um, oh, I got such great vibes with this. I just shot some more footage out in the hallway. I shot this whole thing. I'm cobbling that together too on TikTok. Um, oh, just so much inspiration just flowing through here, flowing through here. Which, by the way, I'm gonna check in my backpack, see if I brought. Please tell me I brought the kazoo. Oh my god, did I bring it? Did I bring it? Please tell me. I brought so great if I did. 
Oh my god, it'd be so great if I did. Why would I leave a kazoo at home? Of all things, of all things to leave, why would it be that? No, dude, I gotta have the kazoo. The kazoo's gotta be in here. I got the slide whistle. I, at the very least, I got the slide whistle. And I got blinking glasses. So there, we're gonna have time off in New York. Oh my god, this is great. I'm gonna put on some performance art. That's all there is to it. I'm gonna put on performance art. I'll get Polly out there with his with his um, saxophone. We'll go scrounge. Oh my God, wouldn't that be great to go busking? And so I told Kyle, I said, dude, if we could find a pail that you could bang on, you know, and some sticks, and you just play that, you just play the heck out of that thing, dude. I will play the slide whistle. I don't have the kazoo right now. Why would I not bring that? Oh, dude, you gotta tell me. I think it's gotta be. This is one of those moments, this is one of those lessons in life where you, you just go. That's what my, right, right when I picked up my jacket, there's this, this book, Delusions, that I've been reading. And what's so funny is this whole thing, Delusions, it's talking about how, and it's talking about, you know, now I understand this so much more than ever before. Because simply because I, I, I don't understand kind of like more of these ideas of um, that this world is a hologram, you know, that we're, we're these uh, multi-infinite beings, all that razzmatazz, you know, and just that idea of that manifestation of reality, and we always hear that with the quantum field and everything, that they, it would be possible to walk through a wall. So what makes that possible? Is it belief? See? See? How do you measure belief? Can you measure belief in the science? Can the scientists measure belief? Can the scientists measure a, 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 um, you know, cer certainly if you can measure, let's say for instance, they measure the state of mind that someone is in when they are intentionally manifesting something and then they match it up with the state of mind that that person has when they do receive it and they check out those brainwaves. Now imagine you got those brainwaves. Certainly, those can be utilized to be uh, uh, amplified in some way to sort of recreate that. So imagine if you were at a place, at a, a place filled, you know, with high vibrating beings, all intention, all intending something, and you play that that frequency together at the same time. Can you imagine just how how fast um, that particular intended reality? Would, would would magnetize itself to you. Just imagine. I mean, that would be astounding. That'd be astounding. Because you can, you know, like you can measure frequencies. So, <clears throat> that had just popped in my brain. Because now imagine, okay, playing that and someone intending to walk through a wall. I mean, I, Okay, I guess you'd have to measure the vibration of the wall, maybe, to find out what its frequency is. And then how do you match that up with the intention of manifestation and your own just what, 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 just... How do you blend the two? I guess that's the thing. You'd have to figure out how those two would blend. How do they orchestrate? How do they har harmonize together? Just like I was thinking earlier today, uh, uh, color, color theory. I was thinking about color theory. Dennis McGonagall 
who is the uh, father-in-law of John Garside, who did Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid, who's also uh, a part of the Forgotten Tales podcast. Um, he contributes the TSA stuff, which I think I'll add one of those in here. Oh my God, it's so funny. Um, just a just a very talented guy. His 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 father-in-law is Dennis McGonagall. Uh, and Dennis McGonagall is the uncle of Ryan McGonagall. Ryan McGonagall is the guy who did all the Bloody Bobby series, uh, uh, Legend of Fall Creek and Black Pumpkin. So that's how I, that's how I'm connected with these guys. So Dennis McGonagall, great artist, great artist. This is remember John Garside of Max Neptune. It's his you know <laughs> father-in-law. I know, I know, I know. Gordian Knott, right? So he's a painter of the town of Whittier. And uh, he does murals all over the place, just a great painter. And I remember having a conversation with him one time. And he said, you know, my painting really started accelerating once I, as soon as I started investigating uh, and educa- educating myself on color theory. And so once I did that, whoa, my paintings really were altered. They really went from one level to a whole nother level because I knew now with intention, I knew what I could do. I really, rather than just doing this thing accidentally, I can now do this intentionally. In fact, I was thinking about this with the trading cards. I was thinking, I love the idea. You know, you just feel proud of yourself if you can just kind of do something awesomely accidentally. Like for instance, the other day I thought, wouldn't it be great to accidentally go the right way? You know, when you're lost, quote lost, and you don't have your bearings, wouldn't that be nice to accidentally go the right way, the way that you intended and you wanted to go. So, so having said all this, having said all of this, the idea of going, you know, blending with reality, blending with the hologram, manifesting reality, law of attraction, all this stuff. I have been, I've had this book with me on the plane. I've been reading it. Illusions, the adventures of a reluctant Messiah by Richard Bach. This is the guy who wrote the Jonathan Living Seagull book. And the the exact feather that's on this book, actually, the illusions, uh, or this looks like the feather. Um, Jonathan Living Seagull is what inspired Philly Oceans, actually, uh, Philly, Phil Phil Daniel. That's his secret identity. Um, That's what inspired his feather tattoo on his arm. And then uh, he's got a tattoo of, uh, of a bow and arrow. And that is inspired by the uh, Camille Gibran's the, Pro- the Prophet, where it talks about how our, our children are the, you know, the arrow of the parents. You know, the parents are the bow. So it's like, okay, what kind of arrow is being shot out there? What kind of, what kind of arrow is being catapulted? So we have to become a good example. We've got to, what's the, what's the energy that we're giving these guys? So, <clears throat> illusions. Um, this book, so in, in this book, there's a guy who's flying an airplane and he comes across a guy named Don Shimoda. Now, this is told from the perspective of Richard Bach, the author of this. This is told from his perspective (coughs) as if this was a true story and as if he could meet his Messiah, you know, his greatest teacher. And so he combined what he loves, his airplanes, flying, you know, and airplanes, and learning, you know, what's, ooh, what can I learn? What can I learn? So it's kind of like, and I've never read the book, Conversations with God, 
this is that kind of thing because you realize as you're reading this, it's like, whoa, the multifractal of this. He is talking to basically the master, the Messiah, is basically a higher version of himself, so to speak. You start to realize this starts unraveling, and I didn't, I didn't have the tools necessary, uh, nor the vocabulary, to be able to explain my relation to this book or 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 things that matched up, things things that I I I I, I had kind of slightly thought about and yet couldn't wrap my brain around and brain brain around and were echoed in this and now I have wrapped my brain around certain concepts and things like that and now I see those things echoed through here it's like that's why those things are very important to keep revisiting revisiting those books that really mean a lot to us growing up because there's a good chance there's a whole lot of stuff layered in there there's something that's beyond like what draws us to it it's not just a shallow you don't think there is something beyond it. There's something deep. So anyway, in this book, um, he meets this guy, and the and the guy has, and he, he's just like, what? What's going on? He starts learning how to walk on water. He starts learning how to, you know, just kind of look at this world as it's a it's this holographic image. We created this thing before we came here, and. This is going to behave the way that I believe it to behave. And so if I believe for it to behave a certain way, it'll behave a certain way. The wall, if I expect the wall to behave like a liquid, it'll act like a liquid. Uh, if I expect the liquid to behave like a solid, it'll be like a solid. So I could break off a chunk of it, go, I'm eating water right now. It's solid. And it tastes like chocolate. It tastes like peanut butter. Mm, that filled up my belly and nutritious too so it's about that idea of the belief so there's a book that this guy Don Shimoda is reading it's called it's called the Messiah's Handbook now within this book there is that book the Messiah's Handbook and you will there are little bits and pieces of it so what I'm going to do now which leads me up to this whole thing I had to tell you all that to lead up to this I'm going to flip through this okay Listen, that sweet smell, sweet sound, and sweet smell, and sweet smell. Is that? Mm. So, sweet sound. All right. So we're gonna zip through, zip through. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna land on here. I'm and I'm trusting it's gonna land on a page that has a page from the Messiah's Handbook. If it doesn't, that's fine. Wherever it needs to go, but I'm gonna read it, and we're gonna explore explore this together. That's good. That's a good page. Oh my God. Here we are on page 99. The music stopped. Woof, he said. I just looked at him. There is a time and place for everything, right? He said. Well, time and place. Well, a little celestial music is fine in the privacy of your own mind and maybe on special occasions. But the first thing in the morning and turned up so loud, what are you doing? What am I doing, Don? I was sound asleep. What What do you mean? What am I doing? He shook his head, shrugged his shoulders helplessly, snorted, and went back to his sleeping bag under the wing. The handbook was upside down in the grass where it had fallen. I turned it over carefully and read, Argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. 
There was a lot I didn't understand about messiahs. Let's reread that, okay? You gotta be kidding me. I didn't even... Wait. Wait. Oh my god, I just realized. The chapter we just read, it, it ended on page 100. The very next chapter... The very next chapter... Is chapter 8. With a W. A W. And anyone who understands... My fascination with you... And eight. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. So this is a double U. And this is U eight U. This is U eight U. This is Usu. Usu. Ubiquitous serendipity. Serendipitous ubiquity. Oh my gosh. This is a whole theory, a whole thing, my buddy Eric Kleinberg and I. Oh my god, of course. <sighs> chapter eight. It ended on chapter eight. Well, I might as well read this chapter at the beginning of 8. Here we go. Here we go, chapter 8. We finished the day in Hammond, Wisconsin, flying a few Monday passengers. Then we walked to town for dinner and started back. Don, I will grant you that this life can be interesting or dull or whatever we choose to make it. But even in my brilliant times, I've never been able to figure out why we're here in the first place. Tell me something about that. We passed the hardware store, closed, and the movie theater, open, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And instead of answering, he stopped, turned back on the sidewalk. You have money, don't you? Lots, what's the matter? Let's see the show, he said. You buy? I don't know, Don, you go ahead, I'll... Get back to the airplanes. I don't like to leave them too long. What was suddenly so important about a motion picture? The planes are okay. Let's go to the show. It already started, so we come in late. He was already buying his ticket. I followed him into the dark. We sat down near the back of the theater. There might have been 50 people around us in the gloom. I forgot why we came after a while and got caught up in the story which I've always thought is a classic movie anyway. This, this would be my third time seeing Sundance. The time in the theater spiraled and stretched the way it does in a good film, and I watched a while for technical reasons, how each scene is designed and fit to the next. Why this scene now, and not later on? I tried to look at it that way, but got spun up in the story and forgot. About the part where Butch and Sundance are surrounded by the entire Bolivian army, almost at the end. Shimoda touched my shoulder. I leaned forward. Uh, I leaned toward him, watching the movie, wishing he could have kept whatever he was going to say till after it was over. Richard? Yeah? Why are you here? It's a good movie, Don. Shh. Butch and Sundance, blood all over them. We're talking about why they ought to go to Australia. Why is it good, he said. It's fun. Shh, I'll tell you later. Snap out of it. Wake up. It's all illusions. I was irked. Donald, there's just a few minutes more. And then and then, can we talk? We, we can talk all you want, but just let me watch the movie, okay? He whispered intensely, dramatically. Richard, 
Why are you here? Look, I'm here because you asked me to come in here. I turned back and tried to watch the end. You didn't have to come. You could have said no thank you. I like the movie. A man in front turned to look at me for a second. I like the movie, Don. Is there anything wrong with that? Not at all, he said. And he didn't say another word until it was over. And we were walking again past the used tractor lot and out the dark toward the field and the airplanes. It would be raining before long. I thought about his odd behavior in the theater. You do everything for a reason, Don. Sometimes. Why the movie? Why did you all of a sudden want to see Sundance? You asked a question. Yes. Do you have an answer? That is my answer. We went to the movie because you asked the question. The movie was the answer to your question. He was laughing at me. I knew it. What was my question? There's a long, pained silence. Your question, Richard, was that even in your brilliant times, you have never been able to figure out why we are here. I remembered. And the movie was my answer? Yes. Oh, you don't understand, he said. No. That was a good movie, he said. But the world's best movie is still an illusion, is it not? The pictures aren't even moving. They only appear to move. Changing light that seems to move across a flat screen set up in the dark? Well, yes. I was beginning to understand. The other people, any people, anywhere you, anywhere who go to see any movie show, why are they there when it, it is only illusions? Well, it's entertainment, I said. Fun, that's right, one. Could be educational, good. It is always that, learning, two. Fantasy, escape. That's fun, two, one. Technical reasons to see how a film is made. Learning, two. Escape from boredom, escape, you said that. Social, to be with friends, I said. Reason for going, but not for seeing the film. That's fun anyway. One. Whatever I came up with fit his two fingers. People see films for fun, or for learning, or for both together. And a movie is like a lifeline, Don. Is that right? Yes. Then why would anybody choose a bad lifeline, a horror movie, they not only come to the horror movie for fun, they know it's going to be a horror movie when they walk in, he said. But why? Do you like horror films? No. Do you ever see them? No. But some people spend a lot of money and time to see horror or soap operas, pro uh, problems that other people have that are dull and boring. He left a question for me to answer. Yes. You don't have to see their films and they don't have to see yours. That's called freedom. But why would anybody want to be horrified or bored? Because they think they deserve it for horrifying somebody else. Or they like the excitement of horrification. Or that boring is the way they think films have to be. Can you, can you believe? That's lots of people for reasons that are very sound to them. Enjoy believing that they are helpless in their own films? No, you can't. 
No, I can't, I said. Until you understand that, you will wonder why some people are unhappy. They're unhappy because they have chosen to be unhappy. And Richard, that is all right. Hmm. We are game playing, fun having creatures. We're the otters of the universe. We cannot die. We cannot hurt ourselves any more than illusions on the screen can be hurt. But we can believe we're hurt in whatever agonizing detail we want. We can believe we're victims, killed, killed, and killing, shuddered around by good and bad luck. Many lifetimes? I asked. How many movies have you seen? Oh, films about living on this planet, about living on other planets. Anything that's got space and time is all movie, all illusion, he said. But for a while, we can learn a huge amount and have a lot of fun with our illusions, can we not? How far do you take this movie thing, Don? How far do you want? You saw the film tonight partly because I wanted to see it. Lots of people choose lifelines because they enjoy doing things together. The actors in the film tonight, they've played together in other films. Before or after depends on which film you've seen first. We can see, see them all at the same time on different screens. We buy tickets to these films paying admission by agreeing to believe in the reality of space and, and the reality of time. Neither one is true, but anyone who doesn't want to pay that price cannot appear on this planet or in any space-time system at all. Are there some people who don't have any lifetimes at all in space-time? Are there some people who never go to movies? I see, they get their learning in different ways. Right you are, he said, pleased with me. Space-time is a fairly primitive school, but a lot of people stay with the illusion, even if it is boring, and they don't want the lights turned on early. Who writes these movies, Don? Isn't it strange how much we know if we only ask ourselves instead of somebody else? Who writes these movies, Richard? We do, I said. Who acts? Us. Who's the cameraman, the projectionist, the theater manager, the ticket taker, the distributor, and who watches them all happen? Who is free to walk out in the middle at any time, change the plot, whenever? Who's free to see the film over and over again? Let me guess, I said. Anybody who wants to? Is that freedom enough for you, he said? And why, and is that why movies are so popular that we instinctively know that they are parallel, parallel of our own lifelines? Maybe so, maybe not. Doesn't matter much, does it? What's the projector? Mind, I said. No, imagination. It's our imagination, no matter what you say. What's the film, he asked. Got me. Whatever we give our consent to put into our imagination? Maybe so, Don. Like, ooh, that's good stuff right there. Isn't that funny? That was on the W, on, on the eighth chapter. Oh my gosh. See, these these are the things. I mean, how cool is that? Oh, wow. Well, thank you for listening. I'm getting this episode out fast because it's just, things are moving and grooving. We arrived at um, this place called Miller's Pub. And I had a uh, veggie bean burger. And, uh, It was delicious. And so we were waiting for Admiral T. Taylor, Taylor Kinney, phenomenal songwriter, singer-songwriter. Um, everyone who works with this crew here, man, very talented guys, very talented. Oh, I think I heard some of you in the back there asking, 
what was that book that was called Illusions that I was reading from? Illusions, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah by Richard Bach. B-A-C-H. Bach. Bach. Bach and Beethoven and Mozart. Mozart, Bach and Beethoven. Detective agents, eh? So we waited there for uh, Rob, a.k.a. Sailor Hawkins, and Admiral T. We waited for them to come driving in. All the way from... They, they left early morning uh, on the 24th, the day after our whiskey show, the 23rd. We had our whiskey show. And a whis- whiskey-a-go-go. Okay. Um, geez. We are near the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I think I'm going to attach Blythe Baines at the beginning of this episode. Eeny, meeny, miny, And I think Jay... No, no. Let's go with Mickey Dolans. Mickey Dolans. We'll have Blythe Baines at the beginning, Mickey Dolans at the end. And uh, stick around for this fun fact by Henry D. Horse. And you know what? I might even attach the facepalm theme song. Thank you so much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And please, uh, if you enjoy this content, if you if you if you vibe with this frequency, feel free to share it with your friends, uh, so we can all learn together. This is a this is a, a participation 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 podcast. Remember that you can call the hotline, voicemail five six one two zero three nine one seven nine. 561-203-9179-er or you can also visit me on anchor.fm slash projecto and press that little button there on the voice message and send me a message and bada boom bada bang zippity zappity zoop <laughs> zippity zappity zoop we will be in communicado alright take care Yes, I'm calling about my medication. Uh-huh. Yes. Will it be ready by Wednesday? Yes. Hmm, very good. Okay, well... Uh, hey, sir! Sir, what are you doing? Don't get fresh with me. Those are my sugar plums you're touching, sir. Hey! Yes! Okay, lady! I'm with the GSA! Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah! You! I can touch your feely, lady! Yeah! Oh! Oh! Sir, I'm so sorry! I didn't know! Here, let me. Let me just whip that out for you! Hey, all right, lady, where to go? Yeah, party! I'm with the GSA! Yeah! Here's your fun fact. Dogs are about as smart as a two- or three-year-old child. This means they can understand about 150 to 200 words, including signals and hand movements with the same meaning as words. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. 
Lots of face palm, the face palm, the balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here it come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? And the horns from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom diatoms glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?